0: that involves monumental change has always begun with one person taking a stand.
1: When government is tyrannical, the people of God have a duty to not follow and not comply.
0: And I just need to know who is willing to stand.
1: can't be what you do. It has to be who you are.
0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Welcome, JC. Howdy. Glad to have you all with us here today. I'm sure JC is going to be watching this, sh- uh, the broadcast of this, but we are pre-recording, just so you know, because people are always asking, and then they're like, why aren't you responding? So this is a pre-record, because at the moment, I am doing a live interview with clay clark on his show um so i hope that you uh, are having it will have an enjoy the show enjoy the information that we have for you remember we are liberty over security principle over party truth over your favorite personality we are a teach show and not a talk show so that's what we're here today to do how are you today jc by the way i'm all right i just want to Get a hands up there. How many of you have seen the film Non-Compliant while we let people come in today? You know, we have to give everybody a few minutes just to enter into the room. And so how many of you have seen Non-Compliant? Did you go and leave your comment, uh, your review at noncompliantmovie.com? So please, if you have seen Non-Compliant, would you please make sure that you go leave your review? And encourage others to do that. You know, JC, my mind is just blown. How many people are sharing the non-compliant documentary? It's awesome. Uh, and and not just sharing it once, but multiple times everywhere I go. Sometimes people will tag me on Instagram, or they'll tag me on Facebook, and they're leaving the shows the you know recommendations for the documentary on posts where people are asking questions, how do I know what to do? This is awful, what are our solutions? And people are, are saying, here are your solutions, go to noncompliantmovie.com. Is that the analytics for the movie? Yeah. Cool, awesome. Well, we're excited excited about that. I wanna start off today with a little judicial update for us. There's a couple, there's uh, three cases that I wanna talk to you about that just are three things that I wanna talk about. One of them is actually a case, two of them are legislation, and something maybe I can take off your plate. Something we need, a couple things we need to keep our eyes on. And so the first thing that I wanna do is I wanna talk about that one, JC. You wanna put that up there for us? Can. This is HR 4980. H.R. 4980 is a piece of legislation that is being passed heavily around the Internet, uh, social media and that in the the conservative circles. Uh, The title of it is or the description of it is to direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or a territory of the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID 19 and for other purposes. Hmm. Okay. So HR 4980. Now, let me just give you a little caveat. I am not saying this piece of legislation will never be promoted to see the light of day, but what I'm telling you is HR 4980 is not something that we need to occupy resources and occupy our time on at this moment. HR 4980 is put up and only has one co-sponsor. And the co-sponsor is an unknown representative. And this particular piece of legislation has probably at best a 1% chance of ever making it out of committee. So right now it's in committee. It's probably never going to make it out of committee, but you have to understand these bills are put up multiple times, multiple years in a row before they're ever really picked up. I'm not sure of actually the legislative, you know, reasoning by that. Somebody asked me, J.C., do you think this is because they want to just sort of test the waters? Uh, maybe in the future, but this one's not really even testing the waters. So I'm seeing a lot of people get really, really um, jacked up about this. We've got to fight this. We've got to do something about this. Uh, we have things we do need to fight, yes. But this one, this Congress is not going anywhere. But you need to read it and know because we've seen them come back again, uh, especially inserted into the NDAA things, right? So they can't find anybody that will co-sponsor. And one of the things, by the way, the little legislative indication, especially at the Washington, D.C. level, when you can't get any co-sponsors for a bill, that's a pretty good indication that the legislators are afraid to get on board with it. So there's a lot of legal things that... That's
1: one explanation.
0: Yeah. Well, it's... Right. It's one explanation, but it's in in its first pass, that's a really they, good indication. Go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to suggest there are other reasons oh, yeah. for that. Yeah. Not that they're afraid. They also may, may believe they can accomplish their purposes in other ways. Right. Is another reason why Someone may not co-sponsor this,
0: right? Well, and they would want to con—they would want to do it in other ways, like inserting it in the NDAA, because when you co-sponsor a bill like this, you get direct uh, exposure. Exposure. Thank you. Direct exposure to your voting constituency.
1: So you say they—they—they they prefer to do it. To accomplish their purposes in the shadows.
0: Right, because out they of don't the limelight. want the direct exposure because they're afraid of the direct exposure for this sort of thing. And that's how, by the way, JC, that's how things like this get even Republican backing. Uh, because they're able to do it in the shadows because maybe it's a police powers thing that they want to have or a... Uh, regulatory power that someone in the Republican Party wants to have some lobbying, wants to be fulfilled to get some lobbying support for it. There's a bunch of different reasons why a Republican might want to support this but would not co-sponsor because they wouldn't want to be exposed as someone who supports something like this. And so that's, again, that's why they stick them in the the NDAAs where people don't actually read them.
1: Isn't the outbound... Flights pretty much like this at this point? I mean, considering that, I, I mean, isn't this measure pretty much almost worldwide? Or, in, I mean, in so many countries, don't so many countries do this? Like, no. you can't come here unless you're vaccinated? No, not yet. Um, no? No,
0: not yet. There's there's a lot, of, and I have actually been looking into this. There's not yet a lot of mandate for vaccination to come into the country. There's a lot of mandate for test For testing. Right. There's a lot of mandate for quarantining, but there's not a lot of mandate. As a matter of fact, you know, J.C., what's what's interesting about this narrative that's being pushed about the mandate in America is that foreign uh, countries are less vocal about the mandate than America. Uh, And I think that's part and parcel because that it's not actually um, available. In foreign countries like it is now
1: do you need me to adjust your mic so you don't leave the screen or do i stink or or what's going on well
0: i go to wherever you set me to go okay i just sit down i'll just if the mic is set where it is then i'll do it i just don't like fussing with this mic other not because it and that's why I don't like fussing with this much. Because <laughs>
1: it has two knobs.
0: No, because you tighten it up. You wrench it down so hard, I can't even move See, it
1: See, we though. saw in the last show what happens I know. when you don't tighten it down.
0: I know, but I can't when you, you tighten you it down the you, way it you needs you to go. You just
1: can't please some people.
0: <laughs> when you tighten it down the way it needs to go, I can't untighten it. To move it All so right. anyway I, I it's just, gonna sit right there i'm is just that concerned
1: okay? as you began to lean you're fading further <laughs> and further off the screen and then i'd be here by myself maybe there's some disembodied voice that is talking and people would be confused i don't well,
0: know. you know it's funny they probably know it was still me but <laughs> you could do a lip I, sync
1: <laughs> people on audio can't see yeah. that
0: yeah so anyway, there's a, a couple of things that we want to look at for this HR 490, but it's not something that we need to, like, divert group Okay, resources understood, to.
1: understood. So keep an eye on keep whether eye on the it. co-sponsors materialize.
0: And you also got to, and just as a little teaching tool, when you see things, little phrases like they have at the end there, and for other purposes. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: that means read it. Yeah, you that better means read it.
0: You better read it when it says <laughs> and for other purposes. Yeah. Uh, you'd better you'd better know what what that says. Better read it. And just be clear, this is inside the United States.
1: Well, this is not uh, ensure individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to air- an airport or, inside the yeah, United States. Which
0: means from Whether you're, Tampa to Cleveland. These are domestic flights. These are not sure the individual traveling
1: on a flight that departs from uh-huh. an airport in the United States or arrives to an airport in the United States. I mean, but you could depart from, you can arrive at an airport in the United States coming from another country.
0: Yes, but this is inclusive and you can also to-
1: leave an airport in the United States going to another country, right. or you could leave an airport in the United States going from Florida to Texas
0: right right so
1: basically getting on a plane to go anywhere, anywhere. you need to be fully vaccinated that's what this bill yeah. is trying to do
0: and by the way look at look look at who HR 4980 puts in charge of this who this is not the FAA secretary
1: of homeland security
0: this is the department of homeland security so this is a further extension of TSA authority.
1: Correct. Further, further further what would you call that? Federalization but but more specifically pretty much making your flights fully fully under the Department of Homeland Security right so exactly. you, you don't really fly on American air you fly on you fly on DHS air
0: DHS air every every airline is a federal airline which're
1: practically yeah there practically for the most there. part yeah and this just this just would up the ante this this would just further solidify I think this that pretty
0: much puts the period on the end of the sentence at that point unless you are a private flight. If you are a private pilot on a private flight, a charter flight, then uh, these rules don't necessarily apply to you.
1: Well, that would be interesting to explore the text Mm -hmm. uh, as we go and see whether it says commercial specifically or, I mean, this says any individual traveling on a flight.
0: That's pretty broad. That would be inexpensive. And a further expansion of TSA authority because TSA does not uh, inspect private flights and chartered flights.
1: Yeah, because I I think it's important to to remind folks that TSA is at any airport and does what they do at any airport because the airport contracts with them to do that. It is the airport and the airlines that have invited and allowed uh, DHS TSA to stay there and do what they do.
0: You know, we haven't talked about that in a while, JC, but in a long time. But the fact of the matter is, the congressional act that creates the department, uh, the TSA, also allows the airport to refuse the TSA's access. And just as a little reminder, which
1: they will not do,
0: they tried to do that. Well, there are a couple that have done that. I don't know if they've moved into it. I haven't followed it since then. But Texas tried to exclude the TSA from their airports and the uh, FAA threatened the state of Texas that they would make Texas a, quote, no fly zone, meaning it would be illegal to fly in and around Texas texas and instead of standing up at the time uh texas said okay isn't FAA. that a bit of
1: a military terminology
0: mm-hmm. yeah it is military that, that terminology.
1: sounds a bit like an occupation yeah rather than representation
0: well that's the exact language the faa used we will make texas a no-fly zone if you do not allow our TSA to come in
1: so you're in occupied territory
0: yeah interesting
1: yeah the occupied territory of America.
0: And Texas wasn't the first. There were a couple smaller airports that refused TSA. I think there were municipal airports and they, uh, unless they've since then allowed them in at the time that we were talking about this a couple of years ago, they were not letting them in. So it's a choice. And what's ironic once again, I don't know if ironic is the right choice of words. uh, What's, Hypocritical in the least, in the very is that the very law that creates the TSA allows the uh, the airports to refuse TSA have private security, and the TSA violating the very law that creates them by forcing themselves on the airports.
1: Some folks might some folks might say that the more we fully stand for our liberties, the more it is revealed that. America is under military occupation. One, some some one might say, say that.
0: that. One might some might say that. But you know that's what happens when the frog finally realizes the water is bubbling around them. Right? Because it didn't happen that way. You're not going to uh, no, know and and you know studying governments over the history of time, you see that no government comes in overnight from liberty to you know lockdowns in one night, because that would immediately, you know, make the people rise up in opposition. But then through psychology and over time, through manipulation and propaganda, you're able to convince people that they want to do things, that they need certain things to be done, and they support certain things to be done. And in reality, I think one would also be Required to say that as more and more people realize what's happening, the more and more people stand up, they must say that the majority of the oppression that has moved in over the last 150 years were things that the people really kind of asked for.
1: Well, another point, it seems to me that uh, now that we have an approved vaccine from Pfizer, FDA approved Mm -hmm. vaccine, that perhaps this flight thing is moot and that's another reason why maybe there's not a rush to co-sponsor this
0: right because then what they'll do is the they'll weaponize the airlines Mm -hmm. to just like they did for the masks make the airlines require by contractual agreement the vaccine in order to fly Because you see, if the government mandates the vaccination by the 1964 Civil Rights Act, by the Constitution of the United States and the Constitutions of the state, there has to be an option for a religious exemption or a medical exemption. But as we've seen with the masking, it's uh, we the airlines have done so by, have have avoided all of those regulations that in favor of our rights on the government by saying, no, we're a private business and it's our right to do this and we don't have to comply. So you have, we know personally, JC, of people who have had Medical exemptions from masking and the airlines will not accept medical exemptions for vaccinations. So, if they're not going to accept a medical ma- uh, exemption for a vaccination, then they're not going to accept one for the vaccine either. And then, once again, you need to go to Liberty First or you need to go to libertyfirstsociety.com and you need to take the activism boot camp. So you can see how you need to operate and how you need to organize your communities to have private businesses who will do these things outside the corporate mandates. But I wanted to talk about this FDA approved thing because there's going to be some questions, right, JC? People are going to be like, okay, now what? Because a lot of the talk within the circles of the people who were refusing the vaccination were because it was what they classified as an emergency use authorized drug. And the federal law said you cannot mandate an emergency use authorized drug. Well, now with the FDA approving, uh, that is, it's no longer a EUA. And so the question will be now, how do we fight it? And the answer will have to be Uh, You will have to have a religious or medical exemption. And you will have to create um, commerce in your local community where you don't have to have uh, a approval card or some medical proof of taking one. Or you're going to have to get control of your state and local government so that they will not mandate it. I mean, those are the three choices that you have. You either get the exemption, you build a commerce system so you can survive without it, or you get in control of your local and state government so the local and state government will deny the mandates. But now that it's FDA approved, um, as far as the legal argument of the EUA, that has now disappeared.
1: Yeah, Biden made a made a pretty big, I mean, he in his talk whatever you want to call it uh he uh he he pivoted to that pretty hard hey now private businesses and everybody let's let's start doing these mandates right local governments etc so so biden was encouraging uh everyone every municipality and every company to start mandating a vaccine
0: right now and
1: uh, i'm still a no by the way. No, no, thank you. No, I'm I'm fine.
0: We're, we're an O2. The interesting thing is that, um, the private businesses, again, ought to have a private property right to do that. Uh, and then you have a private property right to not shop there, Mm -hmm. which is why we have to build the local community businesses and support the local community businesses who will not mandate them. Yeah. Now, Uh, There are multiple legal arguments against state and local governments, any governments, from mandating them as a quote unquote passport into commerce. So you're going to have a legal argument. It's just going to take attorneys that are going to make that legal argument. But the bottom line is, once again, JC, it's going to take a community of people who will stand together and refuse to comply. You're going to have to organize those in your communities to speak up and speak out and assemble and and really put the political pressure on your state and local governments. Because if you're not going to apply the political pressure on them, if you're not going to make their lives miserable, they're going to do what they need to do to get paid. And that's the bottom line for this. It's all about getting paid.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh that's really the core of it Mm -hmm. i mean at every level because i think about clearly you have plenty of people who who don't want to be forced into this i mean i personally i I don't believe in taking unnecessary medical procedures um no matter what they are right i'm (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna go get a boob job just because that's available, you know. Free god. Free free and available as uh as Biden said. So but free and
0: available. I, I don't
1: need a boob job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So you know, if you tell me, "Hey, JC, um there's this thing and uh you know, it it it's killing some people. You have a 99.96 chance of surviving. So you can go get an optional boob job and uh you know protect against that um point 0 whatever i'm not a mathematician mm-hmm. that minuscule risk and i'd be like mm, no that's a pretty good survivability rate and i don't yeah. believe in just randomly taking medical procedures that i don't feel like i need mm-hmm. uh and if i end up in that in that small percentile well sucks for me that's fine i know where i'm going i'm willing to i'm willing to risk that for myself but I just don't believe in unnecessary boob jobs.
0: You know something Jason? Some
1: might say that no boob jobs are unnecessary, but for <laughs> me personally I I don't believe that's necessary for me, but um Yeah. So that's my thing. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. Everybody made it about, oh, it's not approved. And I mean, I get, you know, and and that's been from a legal standpoint and people have been leaning on Mm -hmm. that as, well, it's not approved. And then Biden said, hey, this is the moment you've been waiting for. It's now approved.
0: Well, you know, no, I don't.
1: I'm not down with unnecessary medical procedures. No, thanks.
0: When we first started helping people at Liberty First Legal with this, we prefaced everything with an email that said, look, you have to understand this is a temporary fix. This is going to be approved. And if we look at the environment we're living in, it's probably going to be approved faster than any drug in the history of the FDA. Right. So uh, this argument of being an EUA is not going to last for very long. We can't be hanging our hats on it permanently. We're going to have to find another recourse. And unfortunately, I think what has happened is the warning has become fulfilled as as they usually are when we're looking at history and looking at how things work. Uh, and and people didn't take heed the warning enough to actually take the steps forward uh, because frankly two years ago, when the warning came out, especially from behind this microphone. If two years ago we had started working and establishing our local communities and establishing our local commerce, uh, two years, we could be hugely beyond any real worry at the local level. Uh, if two years ago we had heeded yeah. the warning and started organizing our businesses and and establishing a a, a regulated free commerce, local and growing out.
1: But well, this and that's where I was. What I was going to say f- before I derailed myself with boob jobs, because um, <laughs> like, you, you know, just had to say that you one know, more time. Think about uh, so, <laughs> um, and I know youngsters listen. So parents, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, <Jesus. laughs> You know, I, I mean it's sad to okay, say. Derailed again, but. It's it's sad to say I look around at at uh, I guess you call them conservative or whatever people who are not even leftist or marxist or crazy um
0: <laughs> and yet you repeat yourself.
1: That uh that just that just capitulate, right? Well, it's my business. Like you think of I don't know, Publix and things like that where you just capitulate because Well, we may lose money or Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. So, it seems to me a lot a lot about the money, and we've turned over our commerce to the Philistines Mm -hmm. uh, for everything. I I just it it's shocking to me because I'm thinking about you know what you what you would have to deal with when we look at what might be coming. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, think about you're in your neighborhood. Here I am, uh, and for the average person, uh, say I got to eat, which means I got a grocery shop. Right. For most people. Right. And you could get to that point where wherever you live, there's nowhere to go. There's there's literally nowhere to go buy your food if you're not self-sufficient, if you're not growing your own food or or have some network right. of community uh, like that. So and and I and we said we've said many times, I've said this many times, I believe this is this is where we're headed. This is the whole point of it. Uh, that they intend to starve out opposition. They intend yep. to put you in a place where you cannot acquire the necessities of life without either one, submitting to them or two, separating yourself from their system.
0: By the way, this is exactly what happened in 1774. Exactly what happened. It's what we what I teach in the class, uh, The Pathway to Liberty. It is exactly what our founders faced. And what exactly what they did is exactly what we have been trying to tell people to do for two years now, is to separate yourself and create your own local commerce. That's what's important. So now, I I hate to say this, now we're two years behind the curve. And let me issue the warning again, start now. While you can do so on your own terms, because the day is coming when you will have to do it to survive. You will either separate now where you have the power, where you have the liberty, where you have the the time and the liberty to do it on your terms, or you will be scrounging to do it when you have no other options. And I say so with kind, calm love in my heart because I know what's coming absolutely know what's coming
1: yeah i think this it's is
0: coming people it's yeah. coming it happened in russia just talk to somebody i today. think this is
1: about to be a serious time of challenge
0: yes absolutely just talk to somebody today about the russian progression of the communist yeah. takeover of russia and how this is absolutely following exactly the same pattern
1: because we personally we're we're no longer in the rural area where we Mm live and we're in a a semi-urban area and uh so and i haven't we haven't uh we haven't built see there you go we haven't built the uh you know garden and all that that we that we had at the other location um we do have short-term supplies and things like that and, and now you know we just got Some water storage in like we have at at our other location, which I'm going to be filling and expanding and and working toward all of that. I mean, I I feel like that's that's where we are, because Mm -hmm. I think what's coming in the very near term Mm -hmm. is there things are going to begin to be shut down for people who are unvaccinated. So,
0: well, I mean, Biden kept saying you better go get you better pretend
1: like you're a prepper and go get prepped
0: the ban- this is a pan- ban- uh, Biden said this over and over and over again in his speech today this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated so in in the midst of all of the misinformation that was being given during that speech that was the core and when you look at the core of what it is you see what the message is the enemy is are the people who are exercising their rights and refusing they are the enemy so-
1: well and another thing we we we've talked about um is how how this federal government has weaponized the Mm -hmm. private sector so that they can sidestep these things because i i keep thinking about and and i've said that you know we have this window to the midterms window now until from now to the midterms Um, but i i I'm kind of questioning and wondering to what extent will that matter?
0: Yeah. If it's I had that all today too.
1: Pri- if it's all the private sector right really carrying out
0: mm-hmm.
1: the the program of this federal government of this administration.
0: Let me let me issue a little warning based What is
1: this noise I'm hearing? Did I do that?
0: I didn't hear anything. Okay. I still
1: hear music playing. Maybe, maybe it's just me freaking out because no. of all of this. I don't, yeah. no, am, no, no, no. I, am I having a nervous no, breakdown? No, it's the kids next door playing
0: okay, in the backyard. Thank you. You're welcome. So anyway, let me give you a little liberty warning. And, and take it or leave it, but it is a fact. The government with the power to prevent a private business from issuing a vaccination mandate. So catch this now, I wanna make sure we have our boxes straight here. The government with the power to issue law to prevent a private business from mandating a vaccination is the same government who has established the power to mandate that the private business issue a mandate on vaccinations. So we don't want government involved in private business at all. Okay, let's just be very clear. When you jump up and you say, Governor, governor, tell our businesses they can't have uh, vaccine mandates to shop there. Tell our, issue a law that says the private businesses can't do this. Then the governor who comes in next who wants the mandates will say, well, if we have the power to deny the mandate, we also have the power over the private business to force the mandate. So let's just be very clear about something. Be careful you're not cutting off your own nose to spite your face. You have to deal with private businesses at the private business level, which means you've got to have an internal commerce that you support businesses who respect your rights, and refuse businesses who don't. Which, unfortunately, JC, that means that people have to make the difficult choices. That means you might have to pay a little bit more for mom and pop. That means you may not be able to have your everything you you buy delivered to your front door. You might actually have to go shopping at five different stores instead of shopping all at one store. These small inconveniences that we've been spoiled into uh will be a small price to pay to actually be able to continue to engage in commerce. Does that well, make sense? I hope yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, here's here's sort of a catch 22 if, if maybe that's not the right word, but um one, one of the one of the effects I think of this will be just like just like we saw in the lockdowns will mm-hmm. be an uptick in the revenue to Amazon, so really, as it stands, as as I think about, you know, you won't be allowed to go in your grocery stores or whatever, mm-hmm. but just about any place you can you can get whatever you need from Amazon. You never have to leave your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can get grocery delivery services in in a lot of places, not mm-hmm. necessarily in rural places. Although right. you could probably there, there's another business to start right there. Yeah
0: rule plays grow your stuff
1: but you have you know you you have amazon you know globalist amazon who helps forward this destructive agenda uh will actually benefit from those it's seeking to isolate and and starve out because that's one of the one of the you know major alternatives to which people will turn so a little Irony, maybe, is the word. I don't know, but no.
0: Well, it's, it's a it's shame you have to. Way, you,
1: people are going to be turning yeah. to the very folks, one of the very corporations uh, that pushes all this nonsense.
0: Well, there's a bunch of them out there. You know, you have the uh, grocery yeah, no deliveries question. and all of that, Grubhub, all oh, of that those. stuff. I thought you know? meant
1: a lot of yeah. a lot of those big right. corporations trying but, to kill us. But here's the thing: <laughs> a lot of those too.
0: When when everybody was in the lockdown and you had to go through all this garbage to go to the store, I used a grocery delivery service. But we did, we did Mm -hmm. just because I didn't want to be stressed out. I didn't want to fight with people to go get groceries. Here's the thing, Jason. I did. Mm -hmm.
1: I did. I I went to the store every chance I get.
0: And here's the thing. The fees for using those services increase the cost of groceries. I I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a lot. Mm. So if you take the same grocery list and you go to the store, you uh you know so say i was paying 150 dollars for groceries at the store i would pay 220 with the delivery service and it wasn't just a fee it was a fee added to everything that i purchased hmm. so the price of every individual item was put up plus then there was a delivery fee sure. and all this other you stuff gotta pay for the service so you have to pay for the service but then what's going to happen is because the the, the plan is to eliminate all the people who are not going to comply. Yeah. So then there's going to be federal fees that are put on these things and all this stuff. So it's going to become economically impossible for some people to even do the delivery services because the goal is to funnel people into a place where they cannot engage in commerce yeah. with, it and it
1: just hit me thinking back to what nicole went through in the chicago area mm-hmm. how that they target even oh, yeah. your ability to have a garden in a city or suburban right. type area
0: praise god for nicole because she won that victory for her community and had she not been there at that moment to make that fight the the uh the sub that suburb of chicago would have eliminated the uh, the the ability of legally eliminated the ability of everybody to actually grow a garden during the winter season
1: yeah and so think about stuff like that that was uh that nicole was fighting and you'd hear oh you know like that didn't matter Mm and you know backyard garden why is that important why is that a hill worth dying on she's got this lawsuit and fight and all this sort of stuff what's the point well now now you look that now you're in a situation where people in areas like that literally need to be able to grow their own food. And because one person stood for the right to do that in her area, then, you know, anybody who wants to do that can. And that's why, you know, whatever, whatever it is, your fight, man, it's worth fighting for. And sometimes people can't see so far ahead, uh, to be able to see why that's important. Now, now you see why that's important.
0: JC, there's two more c- things that I want to cover before we go off air here in just a few minutes. Um, can you? I'm not familiar with the system. Again, what do you want? So this- you, I want that one up there, All right. please. We can do it. Thank you.
1: I think we're already there. So
0: there, there we go. go. Okay. So I want to um, talk to you about HR4. There we go. HR4. Okay. So. Uh, on Tuesday of last week, the Democrats and the House of Representatives introduced the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, known as H.R. 4. Now, this, this particular piece of legislation is so new, we're not quite sure, like with the other one, we know it's going to die in committee. We're not quite sure. But this is something that is worthy of a read, worthy of our watch to see what's going to happen, if it gets any more co-sponsors, if it goes into committee, and see what happens. Now, this bill is written to give Congress the authority to overturn state voter requirement laws. And what makes this kick up a notch is that it also endeavors to eliminate the judicial check and balance on congressional legislative authority. And what's what's interesting about this is I've read a little bit of this Bill JC. I haven't really dug into it the way way it needs to be dug into, but what I've read about it is mind-blowing. This is probably one of the most vague one of the most overbroad and one of the most obvious violations of separation of powers that I've seen come out of Congress in a very long time, which made me sort of question, you know, cause I'm a dot connector and I like to know where all the pieces go. So I know, you know, what's the motivation, what's our solution and that sort of thing. This thing is so badly written. I have to ask myself, Are they that bold that they believe that they can get away with this? Or are they just that stupid at this point that they would put forward a bill that is just so grossly, grossly unconstitutional and so poorly written that they don't even know that it's a bad bill? So those are my two questions, but we can look at it. But the whole thing is just crazy absolutely crazy to actually get the congress to put up a bill the house of representatives to put up a piece of legislation that almost by word says the courts are a are beneath the legislative branch and have no check and balance on the legislative branch is stunning to me it's absolutely stunning which by the way might be our best asset in this battling this piece of legislation because if congress is going to stick their finger in the entire judiciary and tell them you're below us and you have to submit to us and you have no authority to check and balance us you're already creating an enemy because the judiciary loves their power too so it may be a quick it it may be a quick smackdown if it actually gets any kind of, of you know, lobbying legislation.
1: Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy how the uh, consolidation of power in, in any of these branches, like they never want to just do do what you're supposed to do, do what your uh, your enumerated powers say you can do. There's always this, no matter what the branch, it's always this massive accumulation and consolidation of, of power beyond that. They don't want to do the things that they're required to do the way they're supposed to do them, but they want all this extra power to do whatever they want and whatever's harmful to the people.
0: And the third thing that I want us to keep our eyes on is something I don't have up because it is happening right now before our eyes. Um, Many of you know that here in Florida, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has told the public school districts, which he has the authority to do, uh, this is not like him telling the private businesses, right? These are government entities that you are not allowed to mandate masks in our K through 12 school system. And right now, as we're recording this, there are a group of parents who have filed a lawsuit against the governor on this uh, to, to allow the schools to force the masks, right? So you have the pro-mask parents fighting the governor, uh, governor's executive order, no masks in the public schools. So that is being argued right now in Tallahassee, Florida. And that's something that we need to keep our eyes on. And that's something that uh, could provide good argument for other states, because there's a lot of watching this. There's a lot of technical testimony coming out, a lot of doctor interviews and that sort of thing. So this is an ongoing ongoing case well, also, we also need to watch our eyes on
1: also just got this 30 minutes ago uh update from uh from somebody who was who was there update from the university of south florida athletics meeting just to give you a sense mm-hmm. of where they're going and and how they're doing this, is, this thing. this hearing yeah okay. right now university of south not the hearing but oh. along the lines of vaccine and oh, all, okay. all that sort of stuff all players should be vaccinating Vaccinated. If you choose not to get the jab, you must wake up every morning and get tested at 5 a.m. If you get COVID, you must quarantine for two weeks at home and you will get zeros in all classes. If you are vaccinated and get COVID, you will still quarantine at home for two weeks, but won't receive zeros in classes.
0: Yeah, I can see already a big legal suit against that. That's yep. that's if you have a religious exemption, which the colleges have to offer uh, and you are now punishing someone based on their religious beliefs, then there you there you have it. Hey, JC, I am going to go pick up the child from soccer. You want to okay. carry on? With sure, the I'll finish the out.
1: Yeah, all we'll right, finish guys. out.
0: God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow. JC, we'll finish out the show. You better hurry up. Sounds like there's a storm coming. It
1: does, doesn't it? I know how to work these knobs, actually, <laughs> so I can, I can move right here with no problem. You kiss me on air. Yeah. Drive safely in the Tampa monsoon. Yeah, I just wanted to share this video. I won't keep you guys long. I wanted to share this. I thought it was interesting. I watched, um, I watched Face the Nation. CBS Face the Nation came. I, I didn't watch it live on Sunday, but I watched a recording of it. And uh, just just j- because I was watching this, I'm just watching the Afghanistan thing, and then how the messages messaging is unfolding. Uh, I I thought was was really peculiar. In fact, I will uh, I'll I'll start with this. I'll start with this one first before the Face the Nation. Uh, face the nation thing uh right here a headline this is a headline from Breitbart angelina jo lee torches Biden's afghanistan withdrawal says it's a sickening betrayal and failure impossible to understand so i i, I wondered does this mean does this mean operation k mala has begun uh to to get joe out and Kamala in because first when all this afghanistan thing happened first um Kemala distance distances herself from joe and and the policies and then the news was totally criticizing what was going on in afghanistan criticizing joe's handling of this uh, which was surprising i was watching all the uh the cnn reports and msnbc and everywhere all in the news there's criticism and now holly weird is also criticizing joe and so i thought man you you can you can almost see the squad huddled together in some shadowy room trying to figure out how to message this so they can get joe out and Kamala in so i don't know is is that what this is that's what 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 is happening here has operation uh Mala begun so speaking of afghanistan this it was interesting watching face the nation from cbs recording the face the nation and uh was was pretty critical uh, the the kind of lead-in video as they get into their their talk for today uh you know showing all the showing the baby being handed to the uh to the soldiers and and uh, kids being crushed and people passing out in the heat uh people and kids being crushed ladies being crushed by the uh the the uh, crowd around the airport and and then the guy on there major whatever his name on uh on face the nation interviews nikki haley as well as interviewing the um uh Secretary of State, I believe it was Blinken, and he interviews Haley, Nikki Haley uh, after Secretary Blinken. And I'm listening to him, it's in, you know, he's it's not like hardball necessarily with Blinken, but uh, he does at one moment ask him about whether the military is going to expand the uh, the perimeter or whether the military is going to go actually two Americans and help them get out. Blinken sound like a total idiot. Like he has no idea what's going on. And he says, well, I think the best way we're going to be in contact with them. We're in contact with them. We'll tell them where to go, how to get there. And Blinken says, but you're not sending, or, or the interviewer says, you're not sending American troops in there to, to get them. And of course, Blinken repeats the mantra that they told him to say. And major says, so, so bottom line is Americans are on their own. And, um, and here is a peculiar thing. He, and he talks about the Biden administration negotiating with the Taliban. Then he later asks, brings up the issue of negotiation to Nikki Haley. But he does it in different ways. Now watch this, because the media, the the corporate media, is hard to keep up with. They lie so much, I've said before, they can't even keep up with their with their own lies. So watch this. Just just some clip. Just a clip. I want to read to you something that you put on Twitter this week to have our general say they are depending on diplomacy with the Taliban is an unbelievable scenario. Negotiating with the Taliban is like dealing with the devil. Madam Ambassador, the Biden administration says it's not negotiating with the Taliban. Do you not believe that? The President said that we have an agreement with the Taliban. Mr. Secretary, that implies we are negotiating with them. Does that not confer upon them already legitimacy? Ambassador, the Biden administration says it's not negotiating. With the Taliban, do you not believe that, Mr. Secretary? That implies we are negotiating. We are negotiating. Not negotiating. We are negotiating. Do you not believe that? So, how do you keep up with these guys? Negotiating. We're not not negotiating. So he says. And he says to Nikki Haley, the Biden administration, they said they're not negotiating, and then he says to Blinken, "Well, you're negotiating." With the taliban in fact he said that first and then when she comes on after Blinken, and Blinken goes on to answer we have contact we have a working relationship and trying to you know they're working with us to try to keep everything safe and blah 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 so i mean he says basically we're negotiating we've been negotiating america's negotiated with them for a long time we're negotiating and then nikki haley shows up and he says uh, the biden administration says they're not negotiating what you don't believe that i mean so i i don't get it i don't I, i i don't get how the how how people still watch this stuff and and give them any sense of credibility. I mean, it's just one lie. It's always one lie right after another. Now, in addition to, you may have seen this on the Afghanistan thing, in addition to Hollyweird, um, Hollyweird, Criticizing Joe Biden in Afghanistan, as well as some in the media seeming to be critical. Um, Tony Blair called the Afghanistan withdrawal imbecilic. So he pretty much he pretty well blasts the actions that Biden is taking. In fact, not only how the how the um, withdrawal is taking place, but obviously Blair opposes the withdrawal at all. Here here was a weird one. I want to share this with you. This is this was this is a head scratcher. Um a poll. So this was also shown on um let me get over to it right here. This was also shown on Face the Nation. Now now watch this. Removal of US troops from Afghanistan. According to the poll, 44% say has gone very badly. Another 30% Say somewhat badly. So it's 74% say it's gone badly. And look at this 20, 26%, 21%, somewhat well, 5%, very well. So, I, you know, in case anyone doubted the existence of legit mental disorders, Or that human beings could literally function without a brain in their head. Here's proof. 26%. I don't know any of these people, and I thank God I don't know any of these people. But there are literally people in America who are of the opinion that the Afghanistan withdrawal has gone well. Uh, Wrap your brain around that wrap your brain around that a quarter i mean if this is representative of the american population which i don't polls are not i don't think they're generally accurate in that in that manner but 25 percent of those polled believe that the withdrawal has gone well five percent say very well i don't know they went to some sort of mental institution uh or the dnc headquarters but then i repeat myself to, to find these folks to poll, but that's that's pretty incredible that somebody could actually be able to say, this has gone well, Un- unreal. Well, don't forget, for those of you who know and those of you who are unaware, uh, we have our In Defense of Liberty training going on October 22nd to 24th. And You can go and sign up. Check that out. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, go to chrisanhall.com. In Defense of Liberty, October 22nd through 24th, constitutional training, hand-to-hand self-defense, handgun accuracy, precision, real-world shooter defense. So this is a self-defense uh, training for about three days, and we have a we have a good time doing that. So encourage you to get signed up if you're not signed up. I believe they're still some spots available usually they go pretty quickly uh, but if you're interested in that it's going to be um you know a few days with chris a few days with jc a few days with larry stevenson the bearded black cowboy and that'll be uh that ought to be a pretty good time so go check that out chrisannhall.com and uh sign up today also don't forget to go to libertyfirstsociety.com, libertyfirstsociety.com, America's number one trusted and recommended online institute for constitutional educational training. Brand new website, brand new layout, uh, looks amazing. The content's still amazing. And we have this, which Chrisanne referenced uh, earlier, our activism uh boot camp matter of fact i can show you that goes to the uh subscribe now page this is this is it so you know right off the bat this is what you're this is what you're into uh for the choices 12.50 per month and the yearly yearly plan if you sign up for the two-year plan that's eight dollars and a quarter eight and a quarter Per month. That's pretty good. You can do it on a monthly basis for $19.95, but as low as $8.25 a month, you can sign up for Liberty First Society, get all all this training, and we continue to expand the offerings there. Still working. Steve's got some great stuff in the pipeline that he's working on, editing, and so go check that out today, libertyfirstsociety.com. God bless you guys. See you next time.
0: Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach.
1: Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist.
0: Christians have to be involved in politics God commands it.
1: Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up. Upon a single person.
0: And then everybody else will stand. A gym
1: member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested.
0: Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also Innocent. tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say. WE WILL NOT COMPLY SO YOU WILL BE FREE! We have a chance to fight without bloodshed but every time we comply we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing and why do we